Hey everybody, it's been 30 episodes of What a Beautiful Podcast. This is the 30th episode. How cool is that? That I'm means we've Jack. done 10 episodes three times, which is wild. Or six episodes five times. Either way, this has already gone on too long. So if you're here with us, <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Andy, and that was Jack because I rudely cut him off. I'm Jack. And, I'm always Jack. And on today's episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, you know... We're doing more Stardust Crusaders, because that's what we do every week now. Every week until we're dead. <laughs> every week until we can't. <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyway, um, so we're picking up, if we just want to jump right into it, uh, we're picking up with, um, our, our friends have met their uh, their new friend slash enemy slash friend, Jean-Pierre Polnareff. Their frenemy. Yeah, their frenemy, who's not quite their friend yet, but, you know, spoilers, I, I guess, but, uh, yeah, he's Vegeta. <laughs> so right now we're picking up with uh, Abdal has this giant has put a fire clock on this table because I guess that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, it was Silver Chariot that. Used oh, Silver Abdul's... Chariot did the fire yeah, clock. I'm already. And I, I thought it was really stupid because <laughs> it's really stupid. Because well, you can't blame me for thinking that Abdal did that. Consider he's the one oh. with the. Considering he's the one with the flame chicken. No, of course not. And I love how big Magician's Red is in the first panel. Because, like, it's it's on the wrong layer. Like, it's supposed to be behind Abdul, but it's behind the whole party. And it's just huge. Like, <laughs> it what? just looks like it's everybody's stand. But we really gotta talk about how uh, Mr. Polnareff introduces himself here. That's right, we've yet to meet. You've just been so kind as to share your meal with Jean-Pierre Polnareff. That's like some kind of like action star introduction. Like, <laughs> it's it's really hammy. It's like it's like so he thinks that like you've just been so kind to share your meal with is like some kind of like badass entrance line one liner thing, but it's totally yeah. not, and it's hysterical. <laughs> Abdul, to his credit, shoots back. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. I appreciate the introduction, and yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, gonna talk about flame chicken in both of these. All right, so there's a lot going on in this like bottom there's left. So much good. These these Magician's bottom left red panels content. over here. So like, first of all, we got sad magicians red in the Mercy Roku panel. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird to see him with his mouth closed. Yeah, like and it's then the, wrong. The next panel over to the left, just first Oof. of all, he has pupils in this one, which is weird. Yeah, because he didn't have pupils before, and now he's got pupils. And he's just, like, resting on top of Abdul's head, just, like, chilling, like... Just like, her. Oh. <laughs> and, and then... And then... <laughs> we have... Polnareff's fucking eyes. You have this, like, stretched out Polnareff's eyes. If... 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 Like I know... I know I have... Type. I know I'm being that guy here, but... Moisturize him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, oh, I'm sorry to sorry to bring the who into this, but it's too it's too real though. <laughs> I didn't get the reference, so that's fine. You didn't get the reference it, when this with the woman who's just stretched out skin in the year three thousand. Andrew, I don't I don't listen I don't listen to the who. I don't listen to a lot of music. Not not the who. Doc. I meant to say Doctor Who, like the who, like oh, the television oh. show doctor who oh oh you said the who and i got very confused oh jack (laughs) you could have made up literally anything about the who and i would have believed you (laughs) i I don't even remember that bit from doctor who 
What was that? That was when with the ninth doctor and they went to the future and there was oh. the lady who was like just skin stretched out on like a clothes hanger and it was just Ow. like moisturize me. Ow. Oh damn it, Jack. I, I, All right. Well now that went on way longer than it needed to, so let's uh, who cares? <laughs> let's let's go on and see what happens next. So Oh yeah. Polnareff does a really cool coin trick and it's like his signature move. Oh, so, yeah, he's got to show him. He got to show off, you know. Oh, he's a show off. He's son of a gun. He throws up five coins in the air. Um, take somehow takes some of Abdul's fire, spins it around his sword, and then stabs through all five coins on fire. Like it's oh, man. Well, a silver chariot looks real strong in this panel. Yeah, one of the last times uh, <laughs> silver chariot looked real strong. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> like he he looks good um yeah he looks like a very imposing stand and he's just not no um and polnareff is being the honorable guy he is it's like i could take you in this small room but i want a fair fight let's go somewhere in the wide open where you can use your full extent of your powers so they go to tiger balm garden <laughs> which is a real place that exists like this is a nightmare to look at. Yeah, this looks like <laughs> this looks like an MC Escher painting gone horribly wrong. Yeah, it's open seven days a week, nine a.m. to five p.m. Small admission price. <laughs> Thanks, Araki. Oh, Araki's always giving you that relevant information, you know. Yeah, he's definitely been here before, and it's like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have they they start to fight. And Silver Chariot has a battle cry. Yeah, which... I really. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hora, Aura. It's. I mean, it's. It's just Aura, Aura, Aura. Like, or unless you're, he wants you to say Hora. It's Hora, 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 Hora. Is it? Is it a reference to the fire clock? Like, like Aura, like the Spanish word for hour. I mean, that's a that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch at best. Oh come on! I'm I'm reaching here. Let, let me let me hang reaching. on. I'm I, reaching. Why? I, all right, then then tell me, Jack. Why the fuck does he say "ora hora 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 hora"? Man, what is "hora" in French? Something? I don't. I don't know. Do uh, I look like a Do I look like a Frenchman to you? Um. Uh, oh man. No, it's it's nothing. It's nonsense. It's not even. A, it's not a word. It, it's just <laughs> Polnareff being weird, which he does a lot of. Also, Magician's Red has a very detailed eye here, and I don't like it. No, no. Yeah. So Silver Cherry like gets all up in Magician's Red grill. I also at some point Magician's Red like grew these tendrils out of the back of its head like a real rooster, and it's kind of gross. Um, but Magician's Red, like, throws some fire, Silver Chariot deflects it, and turns out Silver Chariot has just been carving a statue of Magician's Red, like, instead of attacking, and just That's a pretty good a statue. That's pretty, Polnareff's pretty talented, man. Yeah, he could have gone into, like, sculpting. Like, yeah, instead for he's, him. uh, an idiot. Eh, he's not smart. Um... <laughs> So Abdul gets gets real serious all of a sudden and is going to use his super move 
which jo- and Joseph's like, guys, guys, we gotta hide. This is gonna get. This is gonna do some real shit right here. Dude, the- and go- oh my. <laughs> This, this Crossfire Hurricane gets an entire two-page spread dedicated to it. Like It's so cool. <laughs> Magician's Red will it. never look this cool ever again. Oh, never. <laughs> but right now, it's having the time of its life. Yeah. Like, this was colored so well. It's, and it's just to drive oh home God. the Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh joke is the fact that he's shooting an Ankh made of fire. He's shooting many Ankhs, Andrew. Maybe it's not a Yu-Gi-Oh. Maybe it's not Yu-Gi-Oh. Maybe it's just Dr. Fate. You know, maybe Iraqi really digs, like, deep-cut DC Karma Comics characters. Is Dr. Fate like Dr. Strange? No. I mean, they're both magic people. The Dr. Fate is... And they're both doctors? Oh, yeah. Dr. Fate was in uh, Young Justice. Young Justice, man. You know Dr. Fate. I didn't... Man, he was the guy with the mask. Or he was the mask. He was the mask. Whatever. Damn it, damn it, Jack! You're seriously letting me down. That's two for two. <laughs> <laughs> me letting you down gives me strength. Well, that's two for oh. two things that I know that you knew at some point, and you're just. <laughs> I know oh so many things, Andrew, and I can't know them all at the same time. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> anyway, so, Crossfire uh, Hurricane, super dope. Ends like, up doing nothing. Oh, sh- basically shit all. <laughs> like, it's not the uh, last time we're gonna see Crossfire Hurricane, but it's it's safe to say that it always ends up doing nothing. Yeah, once or twice, and Silver Chariot just starts beating down on Magician's Red, and Magician's Red seems like it's in a really bad spot, like it's overheating, which is bad, and it just launches itself at uh, Silver Chariot and gets sliced in half. But then it's like... Kakyoin's not looking good in these uh, cutout headshots. The one at the oh, bottom which... of this page, it's just like he looks like a zombie. Oh, man. Like, all of these shots that are just like the rest of Team Joge, like, reacting are very good. Because <laughs> I like the one where Joseph's face, like, he kind of... Oh, man. Like, his sideburn is, like, trying to eat his face. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah. Like He, he kind of just... It just looks like his sideburns are, like, closing in on him. Like, he just grew a whole bunch more facial hair. Like, he's slowly being enveloped by sideburns. <laughs> I almost spit out my tea. That was just really good. Oh, man. But he gets sliced in half, and it turns out that wasn't Magician's Red. That was the statue that was made before. And now silver chariot is about to take a fucking crossfire hurricane to the face rest in peace look at this panel of of magician's red like slurping out of abdol and it's just like oh (laughs) oh oh (laughs) magician's red's eye eye is in abdol's hair things (laughs) oh that shouldn't be there that shouldn't be there Oh, I forgot to say, at the beginning of this, Polnareff made a prophecy. It was like, I predict that you're you're be beaten by your own stand. And that comes back. It was like, you challenge a fortune teller to a battle of prediction? Who do you think you are? Abdul's got some great lines yep. in this And this fight. panel on the, oh. the next, the first page of uh, Silver Chariot Part 126? 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the so Silver Chariot Part Three, it's we're on now, gross. and this panel of Polnareff just getting the shit ripped out of him and fucking Silver Chariot melting. It's like oh, it kind of looks like a '90s comic book cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 
just the amount of lines in it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's almost cool. like way more. Li- it's way more line work here than you normally see in a manga. It's just like a lot going on. Yeah. Also, whenever the inside of the mouth is shown in these colored pages, it's just white and it's weird. Like, I, I, I guess that was probably like an artistic choice, but it doesn't really work yeah. out too well. No, it'd be really creepy if it was black, but eh. I guess I, I I don't know how do how do you even go about coloring the inside of a mouth like? You no matter gotta what, go white or black. I no guess. matter what, it's gonna be jarring. Yeah, so it's know. kind of a lose lose. But anyway, uh, so you move along a little bit, and then Polnareff is just like basically dead. Yeah, if he's not dead now, he'll soon wish he was. If he lives, he'll be in bed for at least three months. His threat is over, but it's not because. Silver Chariot uses limiter removal and fucking pops off its armor and oh oh Polnareff does several flips just because he can <laughs> and we see Silver Chariot is here unharmed um like looking looking like a skeleton holding up Polnareff so he can do a couple cartwheels in the air and now we got Naked Silver Chariot, which looks super gross. Yeah, um, back to more, uh, more Giger-esque horror stuff, and that's what Naked Silver Chariot looks like to me. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like early Asimov robots, like in, the, like, illustrations of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asimov with, books. like, the, with, like, the weird, like, like, leg thing going on, where it's, like, the small mm-hmm. leg going into the big leg to put it in a really <laughs> stupid leg way. Big leg into small leg. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe no, it. No, no, no. The weird <laughs> connection between, like, the hip and the thigh is Yeah, just it's just very strange. Well, actually, it's kind of looking, like, soft and wet right now, now that I put my finger on it. Oh, yeah, like a weird skeletal kind of... Yeah. yeah. I see that. I see that. Um, But Polnareff really literally says... You see now? Well, it would be hardly be fair of me to kill you all without at least explaining my powers fully. You might if we take a time out for an explanation, which is just like... That's too meta for oh, me. Way, oh. too, way too meta for me to handle. So many shonen, even in this day and age, just be like explaining the powers in the middle of the battle where no time apparently passes. And to just like lampshade it like this, it's just like, hey, can we take a time out? Maybe some orange slices and a little fresca, please? <laughs> a little, um, little fresh yeah it's just just like a just a nice refreshing sip just to like get, See, like, get this is why in. having the like narrator guy in the anime was so useful because it's just like oh yeah because polnareff didn't say this it... right yeah wow. instead of like having the characters explain it they like the narrator like sometimes the characters would still do explaining but a lot of times especially in part three the narrator would take over those duties yeah. We would so, get, like, little cutaway things, basically. Like, this is yeah. how the, he did this. But now that I'm thinking about it, I, I realize now, I guess I this just never really, stupid. I never really thought about it, but there was no narrator in the part four anime. And there didn't need to be, I guess. No. No, there, wait, you mean in the manga? In the anime, in the anime adaptation, there, I mean, other than, I guess there was the guy that, like, told you at, when, at the end about, like, the Moro, like, hotspots, I guess. That was, like, the closest there was to a narrator, really. No, there was a narrator, like, in episodes, like, saying what was going on sometimes. Like, not as heavy as in Part 3, but, like, the narrator was, like, in there. Oh, I guess I just, I just went yeah, over my you don't, head. Yeah, you don't think about it. Yeah. 
But he was around. Anyway, Silver Cherry is naked, and it's weird. Because um, <laughs> here's a question. Like, Silver Chariot can wear its armor, and Polnareff can pop that armor off and not take the damage from the Crossfire Hurricane. Why don't all stands do this? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's really oh, weird. Why is Silver Chariot the only one who mastered this, like, unbelievably useful technique? Like, oh yeah, I took a fatal hit, no prob. Like, oh my god. I'll tell you why, Jack. Because stands are arbitrary. Stay with me. They have no bearing on reality. <laughs> oh, we're gonna Araki see some real. Rocky made this up as he went. <laughs> we're gonna see some real bad examples of that in Dark Blue yeah. Moon. Um, so now Silver Chariot can like move at the speed of light. And to point that out, uh, I just realized <laughs> uh, Silver Chariot literally had plot armor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> Yes, he did. Uh, I'll get you back in like one minute. Hang, on. <laughs> Hang tight. Um, so Polnareff says, first, let me show you something that will really freak you out. And bam. Like, there's so many silver chariots. Like, there's, there's seven of them. And I've prepared... A new meme for you, Andrew. I hope I hope you're ready. Because as soon as this. I saw this, I knew I had to make this. So here you are. Look in the Discord. Uh, we're doing this while we're... no. <laughs> Check. You want to describe it for the audience? I'll, I'll post it on Wednesday. It's a picture of Polnareff, and the, and it says, "Good luck. I'm behind seven silver chariots." Because there are actually seven silver chariots here. I was like, "Holy shit, that lines up too well." Uh, oh, thank thank you for indulging me. I appreciate it. Oh, Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love memes. Um, I love memes. So Jack Benner, twenty seventeen. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so seven silver chariots, but it, they're just after images, and they, it's just like, they're so fast, you can't Shonen Fight straight. Manga really loved the after image technique. They just really... I mean, I mean Gundam did it with uh, in original In the original Dragon Ball manga, like, little Goku used it in, like, literally every fight. Like, with... Wow. <laughs> Really? It was, it was his number. It was like one of his favorite moves. Oh Jesus! Eh, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good move because like, uh, magicians red just kind of eats shit for a hot second there because like it can't hit anything, and Abdul takes some damage like back back at it because it was reflected again, um, and then he's like, oh, I'll just use a variation of my crossfire hurricane. It's still shaped like an onk. But I'll divide it into multiple blasts. Try to dodge my crossfire hurricane special. CFHS. <laughs> Love that CFHS, that crossfire <laughs> high school. <laughs> it's like Avdol has one move. Except it's true, he has one move. Just like yeah. Kakyoin has one move. One move. And they all just have one move. <laughs> and... uh, uh, Jotaro had, had some, uh, has a few tricks in his hat here. 
Oh yeah, he's got some, he's got some tricks, and uh, Joey just uh, Joey's yeah. here. <laughs> he's he here. Tries. He's here. Yeah, he's here I to really make you like feel good. The, I really like the panel with Polnareff surrounded by his uh, silver chariot squad. It's just a very like, it, it's it's cool. It's nice. It's like very well composed. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, all these well, silver. Ch- let's talk what? about this panel on the next page with. Polnareff in a, a circle surrounded by silver chair. <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. That, oh, that, right, okay. Yeah, just this squad pick. It's yeah. just like <laughs> me and my boys just hanging out. You are a <laughs> fool, Avdol. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. His stands are in formation. There's no way in. He's going to deflect it like all the others. And all these onks just come in. Uh, they're deflected by... Silver Chariot one, and then suddenly out of the ground comes a big old fiery unk and just destroys all of the Silver Chariots. Uh, and Polnareff is defeated. Yeah, in a real bad way. Like, yeah, he's just on fire, and Abdul like throws him a knife, and flame can be a hard way to die. Go on, take the knife, end it while you can. Yeah, I and, just remember the when I when I saw this part for the first time, I was just like, "This is really grim." Like, yeah, this is <laughs> this shit super got, cool. got real so fast. Yeah, because Polnareff like uh, is about to throw it at Abdul's back, but then he like puts it on the ground, is about to like stab his neck with it to kill himself, and then my own conceit. I never thought my skill with the sword could lose to fire. I choose to die slowly from my burns. I at least I owe at least that much respect to the ability which has defeated me. <laughs> Jotaro with a fucking heh as Abdul like snaps the flames away and it's just like his sense of honor so strong that it even overrides the orders from Dio himself. Oof. It, it's it's a really cool sequence. Like I like this chapter a lot. A lot of cool stuff happens. Oh yeah. And we also get this great panel of Jotaro, like, with a shit-eating grin, uh, about to rip out the, uh, the flesh bud from Polnareff's head so he can be their friend now. And it happens off-panel, but we just see Joey and Kakyoin being grossed out. This part is so <laughs> gross. Hurry up. Come on. Pull Come on, it pull out. Ha, ha, ha. Out of context. <laughs> jo- Jojo Ugh. quotes. Oh, God. Submit it to the Tumblr. Um, and Joey has the fucking stupidest line here. Do you want to you wanna take this? It's... I... No. I refuse. Oh, God. Come on, Jack. <laughs> Alright. Right, right. I will read it. I will read it. Hey. Okay, okay. Guess he's not Dio's buddy anymore, huh? <laughs> Get it? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> fucking laughing at his own joke. And jo- Jotaro with the come up is like, Kakyoin, don't people who make stupid jokes get on your nerves? <laughs> yara yara fucking daze, man. Like... Yara yara fucking daze. Here's Dark Blue Moon Part 1, the start of Jack from wanting to kill himself. Oh, no. It's like, ugh, Dark Blue Moon is like one of my least, like, ugh, it's, it's, par- <laughs> it's a big part of the reason why I dislike Part 3. It's so weird, though. Well, the way this... The way this first page is shaded is weird, because it's like someone turned up the contrast, like, to 12. Yeah. It's like, why is everything black? Did Iraqi color this page? Did they have to keep it? 
Oh, and we got to talk about Monsieur Joestar. May I ask you a bizarre question? Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Well, that is a rather bizarre question. Because Polnar, let's just sum up Polnar's backstory real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, well, in this page, it looks like this guy is growing out of Polnareff's hair because it's not drawn too good. Um, <laughs> but uh, Polnareff's sister was raped and killed by a man with two right hands, and now he's been on a journey of revenge for ten years. No, three years. Three years ago. And. He knows that this guy had a stand because uh, he wasn't hit by rain. He had an invisible shield protecting him from rain. Uh, Remember that? That's not going to come up again. Well, I mean, it it does really beg the question about, like, how long ago this happened and, like... Three years. It's it. No, it's yeah, I, I. It's not even really the time. Like, just the fact that it happened before everybody else started to get stands to, like... The guy who killed his sister had a stand. Like, where were people getting stands from back then? Okay. Here, we're going to go into some stand logic. Oh, shit. Abdul had a stand before. Kakyoin had a stand. Kakyoin had a stand before. Like, uh, I'd, Tower of Grey had a stand before because they talked about, like, all the crimes he committed. Like, all those big crimes. True. Like, Anubis is a stand. Like was a stand for like a thousand thousands of years. Okay, so I guess my I guess I'll amend the question is to how did anybody have stands before the before Dio did, considering the bow and arrow retcon, like Aliens. <laughs> Let's use the steel ball run retcon. <laughs> Let's just pull that one in. Aliens. Right. I Let's mean, just it's really not like, worth thinking about because, of course, no, the, of course the uh, of course the answer is a rock you didn't think of stands yet. So yeah, that's the answer. But like, I don't know. It's just like he it's, he didn't even try to make it make sense, which is like fair enough, I guess. But like, no, let's just call it the manis manis. God damn it! <laughs> Come on, Jack, use your words. Manis- manifestation. manifestation. There it is. Manifestation. Man's of fistation. Man's fists. <laughs> um, the man's fists of strong will. Let's just call it that and be done with it. That works and, for me. Yeah. And so Polnareff is real mad, wants to avenge the cruel fate of his sister. That's his backstory, and also the reason why Dio was able to trick him, well, not really trick him, but get him to his cause. And look at this fucking battle tendency-ass jacket uh, Polnareff has in this flashback. It's like... Oh, yeah. That's Also, also... Oh, Dio's using Hermit Yeah, I was gonna say, is that Devo deal with Hermit Purple again? We really need Uh. to, like, uh... We I'm gonna have, just we need like to have an alarm sound. Yeah, I'm gonna like make a compilation of every panel that has Dio using Hermit Purple and just like email it to a Rocky's like publisher, Ugh. I guess. And be like, come on, <laughs> come on. No, it, it just needs to be a sound of me saying bullshit like yeah. slowed down 200. <laughs> percent like, Yeah, I, I love how we were literally just talking about stands about stand the, the stand thing making no sense. And what happens on the next page? Dio using Hermit Purple. <sighs> Yeah. With the f- also with, Yeah, also the no, first appearance of who is going to be a friend of ours eventually. Wait, what? 
Isn't that not Pet Shop right there? No, this isn't Pet Shop. That's a different Pet bird? Shop. No, that's just a... Like, it was only Pet Shop in the anime. That's what was cool about it. Oh, so they fixed that. Oh, okay. They just made it, like, cooler. It was like, instead of a random bird, Dio has the asshole bird that's gonna do some shit later. Oh, I mean, which, that's better fair. storytelling, I'd say. Oh, absolutely. Instead of this weird rock bird. Yeah. Like, this is not what birds look like. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a monster. <laughs> um, but Dio does some, like, weird crystal ball shit with permanent. Well, purple. I guess instead of using a camera, he's making a spirit image in the crystal ball. Yeah, and basically, like, uses Polnareff's pain and, like, hatred to get him to Dio's side and, get like, lend him his strength. And Dio claims he'll try to find the man for him, which is Dio, I call them stands. He calls them stands. Right. Yeah, he made that up. I heard that once in a magazine before, right? <laughs> Do you think that when you get a stand, you just automatically know to call it a stand? Like, it's like it's like part of the package deal. Maybe any, everyone who's ever gotten a stand has watched the movie Stand By Me. Like, I think that's a requirement. <laughs> so that, the, like, when they get this ghost, maybe they get a stand while they're watching Stand By Me. <laughs> oh my god oh i love it and also wait back to present day this is my favorite polnareff f line in this sequence like then i was told to kill you guys i felt it was the right thing to do <laughs> as he's sitting there with his hands on his side like looking Just out looking and... out to the sea yeah. like an <laughs> asshole oh man um so he's like i made up my mind i want to go with you to egypt my sister's killer shouldn't be far behind Dio. And, and Joey doesn't even give him a response. He's just like, eh. And then a Jotaro just gets accosted by some groupies. Oh, yeah. But, like, these girls want to take some pics of uh, Jotaro. Or want him to take pics. Can you imagine just, like, seeing this random dude with these gi- this giant trench coat in the middle of the street? And like, oh, my God, will you take a picture with us? I mean, he is like a six foot seven hot boy, so yeah, yeah I can kind of imagine it. And then <laughs> Polnareff, shit eating grin and all, it's like, calm down, I'll be glad to take your picture. Pretty legs, let's make it a full body shot. Pity I can't zoom in where I want. <laughs> Fucking gross, gross guy, gross boy, <laughs> gross man. Ugh. And the rest of Team Joe's just like, I can't figure this guy out. His moods change on a dime. I'm not sure it's his mood. Like, what is what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. And I guess it's not not really fair to the to the translators, but I kind of wish they just left the Yari Yari Dazai's untranslated. Eh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, t- it's like it's all in retrospect because of I guess like because of the anime, but it's just you know. Sure. And now they're on a boat. And the first panel is Kakyoin and Jotaro just lounging on the deck of this boat, like, in their full school uniform. And Joey's like, hey, you two, what's with the high school outfits? Can't you find something else to wear? It's It's who who we are. are. A good student always dresses the part. (laughs) Got it. Oh, man. Uh, So, and then a crew member on the ship finds a stowaway boy um oh yeah this is where we get introduced to white smoky oh my god oh my god 
Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, you're blowing my mind. Did, I, did I just did I just change your entire life, Jack? Yeah, you just did, except Smokey was like cool and I can't even remember the this this little one's name, the shit kid's name. <laughs> um but the stowaway is thrown overboard or jumps overboard rather than like be put in the brig and everyone's like oh you think i think uh you can swim to shore that's too far ah forget him he wouldn't have jumped in if he wasn't a good swimmer <laughs> one of the crew members is just that idiot he'll never make it we see a lot of shark in the water here it's like no the poor of shark is sharks come on come on um but yeah there's a fucking shark here and it's about to eat this kid but what comes up but star fucking platinum punching it right in its goddamn stupid shark mouth hell yeah like, and star oh. he's star platinum's just like backhanding it just like yeah he's so happy he's gotten to punch a shark like he's been alive for like a week and he's done a lot of cool stuff and he's very happy about this it. This is something I'll definitely say that I feel about the manga versus the anime for part three is that I feel like Star Platinum has a lot more personality in the manga. Like he's drawn to show more emotion. Oh yeah, like he's got the, a I lot like, more facial expression. Yeah, in the anime he was like extremely stoic the entire time. And I, I mm-hmm. guess that makes a little more sense like there's not sure. really there's not really any reason why a stand should have a personality but i kind of appreciate it regardless well, it of has logic. the personality of the stand user and that's why i always thought like uh jorts is like pretty stoic most of the time but he's got like a, a fun love inside he's got some like, goofs he's always yeah. had some goofs he doesn't just doesn't show it a lot yeah it comes out in star platinum which is which is what i thought and in, in the process of rescuing the stowaway it turns out it's a girl it's this girl and i forget her name and as they're going back to the boat we see this really gross swamp thing like crossed with zat monster that just oh, it's like the creature from the black lagoon oh it kind of looks like zat to me like a little bit i don't know well then um, once you get the close-up he just looks like the fucked up swampert <laughs> yeah he does uh so this is dark blue moon it's a it's a stupid fight like uh it comes up from the water uh jorts is rescued by hierophant green um brings him out of the water kakyoin doing something useful last time he'll do that in the sequence um and this girl like they're trying to figure out like who she is or what she's doing and she pulls out a switchblade to try to fight them and that doesn't matter she's uh gender swap race swap smoky yeah girl smoky um and i it's really endearing just trying to take on all these supernatural powerful like uh buff, ghost buff fighters boys. Yeah. yeah with this knife um and the favorite my favorite line abdul tries to get some information it's like hey how is dio doing dio what the hell is that don't play dumb with us, little girl. What did you just say? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, do you want to talk or fight? Dio? It sounds like a car brand. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I tried to find a car brand that sounds like Dio that would have been around in the 1980s, and I couldn't. So I'm going to I'm gonna guess that's, like, translators, like, like artistic liberty. Because yeah. it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and then we get, uh, then we meet the captain of the boat. Who is like, <sighs> fuck Captain Tennille. 
and takes her knife and is like, I'll lock you up in the cellar until we reach the harbor. And gets real on Jotaro's case because George is smoking a nice cigarette, which he's allowed to do because he is a six foot seven, seventeen year old, and I'm not gonna tell him to not smoke. No, no, no member of the authorities will tell George not to smoke his damn cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, his lucky strikes. Um, <laughs> filtered the lucky is... strikes at that. Oh yeah, they are filtered. Eh, whatever. <laughs> he's got poor taste. Um. It's like, what are you going to do with your ashes? Toss them in the beautiful ocean? You are a guest on my ship, and you must follow my rules, young man. And puts the cigarette cigarette out on Jorts' hat, and <laughs> just, oh. But then what does he do with the, the rest of the cigarette? Does he then throw it in the ocean, dumb bastard? No, I think the, this panel was supposed to show he's putting it back in Jorts' pocket. pocket. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Um... And Jorts is fed up. It's like, hold it. If you had said so earlier, I would have put it out myself. Who the hell do you think you are, you bastard? <laughs> I love that. I love that Jorts is a respectable boy. Oh, yeah. And suddenly accuses the captain of being the stand user. And then the the tiny little panel of the of group, the group of shot, like, what? What? That's and like, all that's of like some Scooby-Doo like, shit. Oh, my. That's what this is. Like, it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> It was the ca- it was the boat captain all along. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you fucking ghost fighters. <laughs> um, and George st- plays a trick on the captain. It's like I, when stand users inhale smoke, the blood vessels on their nose will show through their skin. That's bullshit. But the captain gets tricked because he's an idiot. Yep. And the I think the reaction face of this captain right here is like a good thumbnail candidate because like, oh god <laughs> it's like who <laughs> i seem to have found an idiot <laughs> that's also good that's also good <laughs> uh if your hand's bigger than your face you have cancer <laughs> that's what this is that's what this is oh god and he takes off the captain hat and suddenly turns evil which is signified by his eyes rolling back into the top of his head. And, <laughs> oh man, Dark Blue Moon comes out of the water, grabs Girl Smokey's leg, and and pulls her, tries to pull her back into the ocean. And we get a really, like, shoujo manga-ass Jotaro here. Like, the colors are all blown out, and, like, I don't, like, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it is weird. And we see Dark Blue Moon, and this is just common Rider Amazon. Like, I looked up, like, I was like, wait a second. All right, this Jack. Com- l- l- listen listen here, Jack. Of all the times that you complain about me saying references that you don't know, and you're going to pull out some fucking common Rider bullshit. You can Google common Rider Amazon right now. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a fucking minute here. It's just... It's just that, but blue. Oh, no, it's just dark... Abe from Hellboy. Do you get that one? Yeah, I love Hellboy. <laughs> Mike Magnolia is is a genius at his craft. I like, I respect that he ended Hellboy like at the height of its run instead of letting it languish. Do you want to turn this into a Hellboy manga? Because I could. I've read most of BRPD and Hellboy in Hell. We could just do this right now. Uh, you want to turn this into a Hellboy manga? You mean... Turn this into a Hellboy podcast, Jack. Yeah, that's what that's what I said. You said you want to turn this into a Hellboy manga. 
is what Okay, well, I want to do that, too, because it means I wouldn't have to read it anymore. <laughs> wouldn't have anyway, to read... anyway. <sighs> Dark Blue Moon is stupid. <laughs> we can't even stay focused on it. I love this full-page shot of Jojo oh, oh, and Star Platinum. Like Star Platinum about to break it down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's fucking in the pit right now, just thrashing. And Jojo's just, like, posing so hard. Oh, his hat is gone. Yep, the hat's gone. I love his weird, like, hair flaps. Like, cut cut your damn hair, jorts. Oh, never. And Star Platinum delivers a great beating to Dark Blue Moon. Star Platinum is frowning with a clown face. It's very funny. He, even he doesn't like Dark Blue Moon. No, he's very grossed out. He saw Zat once, and he was like, oh, I don't like that. Um... And Captain Tennille is like, you attacked me faster than I could land. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, you, you attacked me faster than I could land in the water. That that seemed very awkward at first. Um, but Star Platinum's able to catch Girl Smokey before she lands in the water. And everyone thinks the fight is over. But it's not because we have Dark Blue Moon Part 3. Uh, but first we have the... Uh, the Jotaro Kujo profile page. And there's there's some good stuff in here. Oh, like, yeah. Eye color. Greenish. Likes. Favorite color. Any transparent. <laughs> Likes. Books about planes and ships. <laughs> yeah. I think I think cutting it here and then living, leaving it off on a cliffhanger is, is good because we did want to talk about another short story this week. Oh, right. Yeah. I, yes. I do have to say that favorite type of woman, traditional Japanese, <laughs> hates women who don't shut up. God, Dude, you're half American. Like, come <laughs> on. Come on. Jorts is a real serious guy, you know? He's got, he knows what he wants, and he's just going to have it, you know? Yeah, and personality. Jotaro doesn't think it's necessary to deliberately show emotions. He assumes that anyone can tell what he's feeling just by looking at him. Sometimes it causes misunderstandings between people. People often think he's cold and rebellious and doesn't care about anything. That's like, oh, wow. So he's that's, a teen. Yeah, that, that's like pretty insightful to his entire character. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. But yeah, we're, we're going to leave the thrilling conclusion to uh, Dark Blue Moon to next week. This week, uh, I wanted to talk about another Araki short story. Not necessarily related to Jojo, but like in the same under-execution, under-jailbreak. And that's the namesake story, under-execution, under-jailbreak. And I have to yep. say, if I have to say that one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my mind. Full disclosure, I actually have not read this. So I'm oh. I'm along with the, on the ride with you, dear listeners. If you Oh yeah, it's going to be you, fun. If you have not also read this. So we yeah. look at the first page here and like me and Jack said this briefly before we started <laughs> recording, but it's if you've read part 6, it's fucking Sports Max. Like it's just straight Sports up. Max. It's him. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Rocky's good at a lot of things, but sometimes he just draws the same person. <laughs> yeah, and he played with that in a couple chapters of Jill Jolian, where everyone had the same face. It was yeah. like, all right, I know, I'm I'm working on it. Hang on. <laughs> but we do get some like real glorious uh, part six era artwork going on here. Oh and yeah, it's really sick. Yeah, especially colored. Like this is this is outstanding color work, and this is definitely by him because the rest of this isn't colored. No. Uh, so it's a guy in a court being sentenced. 
and uh, he suddenly death sentence, and he's screaming, "I'm innocent! I'm not guilty!" And I, I didn't, didn't do anything. anything wrong. You've all made a mistake. Actually, I'm lying through my teeth. I'm prisoner number twenty-seven. Criminals like me have to keep on screaming of their innocence, even though no one will believe them. Although I'm a liar myself, I can't stand being lied to. So that's already and, a good portrait of our of our hero here, our protagonist. <laughs> yeah, I, like he. This is not a good man. No, because um, he tried stealing. Uh, oh yeah, she, someone tried to pickpocket him. A girl told told him he, she was twenty. Actually was 16 and because of that he bashed in her head 17 times and was like hmm maybe she was 17 and i hit her 16 times i can't remember <laughs> that makes that makes two stories in this compilation about a bad man yeah whatever it was she tried to trick me which means she didn't respect me at all that's why her head is as flat as a board now jesus cool. christ yep you're along for a ride andrew you're probably not gonna like some of this oh no so, so he turns around and he's like, why is my cell so dark? I can't see anything inside there. Um, and he flips on a light, which is a weird thing for a cell to have. And, oh, oh I already that? don't like this. Oh, what's that on his finger? Oh, oh it's a God. bunch of giant Japanese wasps. Oh, no. <laughs> and he, after he tries to turn on the light, they just start stinging him and stinging him, and it sucks. And turns out there's a wa- there's a giant bee nest, wasp nest here. And he's, like, yelling for the guards to come and there's no guards here and then like he turns around and realizes that his cell is actually a luxury hotel room and with a tv hold up hold up hold up one second jack this panel where he's like bees they're bees tell me they (laughs) araki did not draw the hairline so this is just uh reincarnated shigeshi <laughs> oh my god it is and you just watched b movie so this is even better oh you had you had to tell the listeners that i went i just watched b movie let, let it be known that i was at magfest and i was very drunk and i watched b movie i was trying to put together a quiz that was like jojo quotes or b movie quotes and i tried so hard today to make that happen <laughs> but i couldn't oh just believe that i tried i Um, I appreciate it jack you you did your best (laughs) yeah so this very nice hotel room um and with a nice meal on the table and he's still yelling for the guards to come but there's no guards here and that's really strange and he goes to uh goes to sit down to this meal it's like oh there's soup there's fish there's even a bun i'm gonna eat all of this and he tries to eat a soup oh his spoon is full of holes. It's like, all right, I can't, I can't eat that. Or right, whatever, I'll just use, I'll just use my hands to eat this, uh, this fish. That's fine. And bites into it, and oh boy, is the fish's spine actually a mousetrap? <laughs> Why? Why is this happening? Because Araki, really, he likes to be the Stephen King of manga and like that's what this is this is like like a really good Stephen King's short story and the fish bo- the fishbone trap goes right into this dude's face Andrew's not happy about it 
um, and he falls back in the chair. The chair collapses because it's uh, not very well built, or maybe it was meant to fail like that, and the pieces of the chair stab into him as he falls back, just like stakes, like right into his thigh. It's like, what the hell? What's going on here? Using fish bones as daggers? The chair was rigged to break too, and the bee nest. They were all set intentionally. Where the hell are the guards? Are you making fun of me? And then he turns back to his cell, and he notices a hole. A hole in the cell. Like a, like a Shawshank hole. And he starts to dig in with, the, with his bad spoon, and realizes that the rock is pretty soft. So he goes in. It's like, what a good chance. I can get out of here. Damn you people, I'm getting the hell out of here. Oh and... no. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I looked and ahead. Oh, oh he no. He sticks his hand in the hole and his half of his hand is now gone. Oh god, this drawing of his hand, his like dilapidated hand is really not feeling me it's, right it's... right now. It, you got you got a pregame for part 6, my friend. You got a pregame <laughs> for part 6. <laughs> Listen, Jack, part six, that's, uh, this is why I'm always telling you that part six is a hard read for me, man, because this, this kind of shit is, yeah, it's, it's bad. Like, two of his fingers are gone. Uh, the, like, the other two and his thumb are hanging on by literal threads of flesh, and he's screaming, because, what, what is on the other side of this wall? A grinder? Oh, like, oh, like a meat grinder. Holy shit. That's bad. <laughs> and, and he's just screaming, Damn you all, this is not a normal cell. This is an execution room. The fuck? And, and it's like, oh. Under execution. Under jailbreak. Oh. And he's writhing on the floor... And his clothing gets caught on all these badly hammered nails and is getting stuck to the floor as, and he can't move. And then suddenly his hand starts burning because acid starts coming from the nails. And oh my god, this, this, this is getting so out of hand. <laughs> oh, this got out of hand from like minute one. This was but I'm just like now realizing like... What a fucked up concept Araki is has come up with, right? And, like, wait till yeah. you see the end. I'm so I, I love the end of this, and like he rips out of his clothes so he's not dissolved from the acid into the couch, which then like explodes in springs, and like wrenches him in place, and <laughs> oh god, oh, I forgot about these rats. <laughs> these rat like he's stuck in place on this couch. And rats are eating this piece of meat, which is connected. Oh, it's connected to a circuit. And once the rats eat the meat, like pull on it enough, it'll complete the circuit and turn this sofa into an electric chair. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! How do you think of this shit? A rock, like he puts a lot of his good ideas like in JoJo, but you, like, you have to imagine the man has like some odds and ends here that like he hasn't been able to use and like this is what he does yeah it's, it's cool and we got our friend rat again from uh, let's go hunting it's, it's the same boy um so just as he realizes that it's an electric chair um he's able to 
distract the rats by ripping off like his hanging bits of finger and throwing oh them at the rats. <laughs> oh. And of course the rats like uh go to the go to that sweet finger meat. <laughs> those those fingers. Um and it's it he thinks like, oh, some of them are going for my fingers. I gotta get out of here now. But wait. Uh, just as he's able to get out, um, the other rat pulls it enough so that the electric chair goes off. But he's free. He's free. And the sofa explodes, and the rats explode, and he, the explosion has widened the hole in his cell, and he sees light, sunlight. And it's like the walls are not that sturdy. And if he can just dig a little bit more around the hand grinder, like... Oh, what's the, a beautiful landscape like trees and mountains and like meadows it's like i can escape from here i win but you, you bastards tried to kill me you're not good enough you'd probably think i'd stick my head out didn't you and you drop a big blade to chop my head off i'm tempted i'm tempted to run outside but and just like that i've waited 50 years I've stated here, looking at the outside world. And one day, if I find a way to escape, just wait and see. And it just ends with... Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? That is not how I expected that to end. No. And just this guy, this guy as an old man, in this taped-together, like, death chair, just sitting, watching, like, the outside world. Like, it, it's... And then it's just over. And it's... Oh man, I I love this story. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was really good, right? Like the Stephen King uh, parallels, like not fair to either because like their bodies of work are extremely different. But that's like what I like to think of these short stories as, like quick, like morality plays. Like he's been put to death, but in a very fucked up way. Yeah. <laughs> like, in trying to in a, trying in a to very escape. sort of like I guess like saw esque like a little oh, little bit yeah. of saw a little bit of like uh, like psychological stuff like mm-hmm. you know. Rocky definitely saw saw <laughs> and saw too he yep. might have seen he might have seen that one too um, to like take from that and put it into here like and also in that horror book there was an entire chapter dedicated to bizarre murders <laughs> and i can see why cuz rocky really likes his convoluted like murder traps yeah but yeah like i i hope people enjoyed this um maybe you didn't <laughs> maybe you have a weak stomach and i can't blame you cuz some of that stuff is pretty rough um but yeah next week we're gonna do the best story of the under execution under jailbreak collection and that's thus spoke kashibi rohan that's right we're gonna meet our good friend again he's back not the only (laughs) time he's back no he's back there's a bunch of side stories and we'll probably talk about some of them yeah like we're gonna we're gonna play with this like last bit of segment because not doing an hour Stardust crusader is like people I can't imagine people would want to listen to that. Maybe I'm wrong, but, like, ugh. This is the one... Dust Book Kishibi Rohan's get the one that's getting the OVA, right? Is... Oh, shit. 
Yeah. Is, is, no, I is thought... it the one that's getting the OVA? Because I know they're doing an OVA about one of these, and I think it was this one. Yeah, let me let me check real quick, because it's either this one or Rohan at the Louvre. And... I don't think it was Rohan at the Louvre. I, for whatever yeah, reason, I feel like it was this one. Yeah, the Spokashibi Rohan's going to be an OVA. Oh, Yeah. Man. Hell yeah. So, this is a, as good of a time as ever to jump on this story with us next week, because this is another, like, one-chapter wonder... But we're gonna we're gonna dive through it. Well, it's a long one. This one's like forty nine pages long, so we'll have a yeah. we'll have a bit to sift through. But it's gonna be good, and you'll be ahead of the curve if you haven't read it yet. So yeah, there you oh, go. This is bullshit. The OVA was announced April fifteenth and will be produced by David Production. The DVD will be made available only to those who have bought the entirety of the Diamond is Unbreakable Blu-ray set. Uh, I remember it- I remember hearing about this, and that is some. That is some absolute god tier bullshit, and I know that is sh- some horror shit. Someone's gonna get that uploaded. God, oh, God bless definitely. their souls. Why is this it a DVD. Yeah, it's not. Does it not even come with the Blu-ray sets? No. Well, it, they're probably gonna do what they've done this in the past, where like you get tickets in the Blu-ray, like like set boxes, and then you send in the tickets to get your prize like it's 1988 oh, and you just ate a box it. of checks japan <laughs> like, is out of their fucking minds man i, I it, it always amazes me like how ahead of the curve they are but then are so are so fucking archaic with things like this it's like god <laughs> it's ridiculous damn but oh, regardless man. there is going to be an ova and you will be yeah. able to see it somehow i assure you but something um, something you can watch right now is a rocky uh a, a 90 minute special that was included in a volume of jump ryu i don't really know what magazine that is but it's a rocky going through his work process drawing two pages of jojolian showing um showing us the jojo like house or building where like all of the staff are and it's like like an old person's house it's really weird <laughs> it's like does a grandma live here it's he's got like a... it's rohan's house it's pr- it, it I swear to God, it looks like Rohan's house. <laughs> and, like, on a Rocky's desk is, like, a little horse, like, uh, a couple fashion model pictures. And, like, it makes so much sense. And he's going through, like, his bookshelf of references, and he pulls out one that's all about the American West. And it's like, oh, there's Steel Ball Run right there. <laughs> it's not subbed yet, but... Um, some but you can that... watch it, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll just include it in, like, the show notes. We really haven't used the show notes that often, so I'll just, like, cl- put the link in there. It's YouTube says it's three hours and 20 minutes, but, like, someone just doubled it so they could, like, monetize it, I guess. Maybe? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But it looks like if you uh, if you follow the uh, JoJo's Colored Adventure team on Facebook, who's the the great great people that get these colored scans mm-hmm. that we've been reading up they have it, it all posted on facebook so go go to their facebook page and it's and it's all there not subbed but you can yeah, see eventually it. maybe but yeah. it's cool just to see like like how the sausage is made like he doesn't do any of it digitally he has like a fountain pen sketch the first five minutes of the video are him taking a utility knife and sharpening a blue sketch pencil it's nuts just like oh my god just watch the man in his natural habitat you know yeah god, learn learn a the thing. god king himself <laughs> but yeah i think that's about it for what we got this week is there anything else you wanted to say no that that's i think i think we did a, a lot of good stuff today 
Yeah, yeah, we're doing mixing it up, trying to make it interesting for the folks. Oh right. So, yeah, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, like us, give give us give us a nice give us a nice review. Always always like a good review. Uh, we're on the Google Play. Yell at us on Twitter. Like the Twitter. yeah, we do we do a lot of talking to you, to you guys. Like just straight talking to your faces on this show. So so talk back to us. Yell at us. Yeah, give, make this it's, a two way street. Come yeah, on. let let us get some, let's get some dialogue open here. You know, maybe yeah, maybe that's... just tell us that we're the worst. Like I've said it before. Like if you like wanna like it, it hurt hurt my soul deeply with your words then do it just at jojo underscore cast yeah it's very easy to hurt andrew's it feelings. goes straight it goes straight to my phone <laughs> it sure does <laughs> it sure does sometimes i shit post on there and it's fun but yep. yeah um as always people on the subreddit thank you for tolerating our weekly posts um find us on the sound on soundcloud uh, a lot of people listen to the RSS feed, and that that gives a, a good feeling in my heart because that means people are subscribed to us and want. Well, God to bless have you. We, we a love weekly, you. A weekly episode just steaming right hot in their face. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's about it, guys. Yeah, Hope I guess we're just gonna have week. a little bit of an awkward end here, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see y'all next week. Yeah.